Welcome to the Journal.ie's The Explainer. This is a bonus episode brought to you by our investigative platform Noteworthy, where we carry out journalistic projects based on ideas sent to us by the public. I'm Susan Daly, and this week we publish the findings of a deep dive by our reporter Niall Sargent into the energy crisis. Every household and every business is aware that we are struggling to keep the lights on this winter. And Niall has been looking in particular at whether the data centre industry in Ireland has had a role to play in this crisis. I am joined today by Niall and also Dr Patrick Brody, an assistant professor in UCD researching the environmental politics of digital infrastructure. A big part of Dr Brody's research focuses on data centres. Thanks for coming on to the podcast, both of you. Now, the aptly named Lights Out Investigation series has examined several key issues at the heart of the energy crisis. Now, this, unsurprisingly, given the controversy we've seen about them, includes an in-depth look at the data centre industry and the role it has played in putting the power grid under stress as its power needs ballooned. Set the scene, Niall, for me, will you please? Why has Ireland become an attractive place to house data centres? It's a, it's a good question, Susan, because we need to sort of go back to why would there's been such an increase in recent years with them. So I think it's kind of been described as, as the Goldilocks zone, Ireland. This was described in 2014, actually, by Airgrid, who operate the, the electricity grid to describe our system here for the data centers. So in terms of why it's the Goldilocks zone, traditionally, we have, you know, the political stability here. We have an educated English speaking workforce which has attracted tech companies in the past. We have a transatlantic uh, cable system. We have around 45 kilometers of this fiber optic ring that's connecting all the major business parks in the capital. And of course, we have leading tech companies and social media giants here, many of whom require data centers and are setting them up here. And now we've gone to a stage where we have about 70 odd data centers in place, dozens more in the planning permission uh, phase. And we've essentially gone from a blip on the radar a decade ago to Europe's largest data center market. So quite quite a large uh, expanse there. OK, so tick, tick, tick. We certainly seem to have all the good attributes here for the sector to flourish. But now maybe not all. There is one key ingredient in that list that is missing now. What is that? Yeah, you really, if you're in the Goldilocks zone, you have to make it just right. And you need safe, secure, reliable power system. So that basically means 24-7 access to energy for the data centers. They have servers going 24-7. They need energy to be provided, electricity provided 24-7. And some of them need as much energy as large towns, according to AirGrid and, and research done by the CSO as well. So essentially now, with those large energy needs, we also, unfortunately, have the state scrambling to ensure the lights stay on at the moment. As we all know, we're in an energy crisis. The grid is under severe pressure to provide the needs for everyone in the country. And it's those growing needs of the data centers as they've expanded. They're actually at the heart of the problem and particularly putting a stress on the grid in Dublin, where the majority of them are based. So they need that power. But unfortunately, at the moment, we're struggling in Ireland to provide it. I think we're going to talk about that stress now. I'm going to bring in Dr. Patrick Brody, because from your extensive research into this, do we know just how much energy these data centres are currently consuming? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, So at a global level, uh, data centres are consuming anywhere between, depending on the estimates, between one and three percent or are causing between one and three percent of global carbon emissions. You know, so you can kind of translate that 
to the fact that uh, you know most electricity grids in the world are still largely carbon fueled. In Ireland specifically, uh, the Central Statistics Office, their measurement of metered electricity data has shown that the sector's electricity consumption grew by 144% between 2015 and 2020, rising 5% from the country's total in 2015 to 11% in 2020. And then that actually rose to 14% in 2021, um, which just to, you know, these uh, metrics can be a little bit abstract. 14% uh, of the country's electricity is more than all rural households combined, uh, which accounted for 12% of the country's electricity use in 2021. So just to give you a sense of the scale, and between 2018 and 2021, annual increases in energy demand were equivalent to adding 140,000 households to the power system each year just from data centers. So that is you know, quite a significant uh, amount of electricity being demanded by this one sector of the economy, by this one particular infrastructure that is primarily being driven by these uh, big tech multinationals. So as of uh, late November, 1,700 megavolt uh, MBA of demand capacity were contracted to data centers. The historical doubling peak demand for all customers of 15 100 MVA is creating a transformative effect on the power system that Airgrid has said cannot easily be accommodated. So this is, it, again, this is something that is really hitting many different state departments, different utilities, different kinds of, you know, and it's having geographic effects uh, in different ways across the country. Isn't it just, and to a layperson to describe that in contrast to the drain on the grid from domestic um, households is quite striking. And it would beg the question then, are the sector's needs, which we have seen growing, are they going to keep growing, Patrick? Yes, um, that is according to um, AirGrid's latest projections. Um, and again, this is contingent on whether data centers will continue to be built at the rate that they are expected to be built. But even under, you know, let's say more conservative projections, they are projected to use about a quarter of national electricity by 2031. Um, and much of that will continue to be needed in the capital in Dublin because of the amount of data centers that are already here, uh, with the majority concentrated in these various kind of like, you know, s- suburbs around the T50 uh, fiber optic cable route, which encircles Dublin, you know, Blanchardstown, um, Grange Castle Business Park. Um, you know, there's a few other kind of clusters and you can kind of look on on various maps and sort of see that they're following this route. One kind of factor here is the fact that there is currently a kind of de facto moratorium in Dublin, um, which has been imposed by AirGrid saying that they will not accept any new connections to the grid um, for various reasons, which I think we'll talk about a little bit here in a minute. So this will factor into the amount of electricity that will um, continue to be demanded, uh, you know, the kind of it'll factor into the growth. And then there are obviously other contingencies as to whether data centers start to look outside of Dublin, which I think we can talk about in a minute here as well. Sure, Patrick. And I think I have almost like a film playing in my head now with a view from space of Ireland. And I can see these clusters of light where there are huge energy drains happening. And Niall, Patrick did mention earlier about emissions and what that has to do with data centres. So coupled with their growing energy needs, you did find that their emissions are growing in tandem, their carbon emissions. It might sound obvious that the two issues are connected, but can you lay it out for us exactly how that's working out? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point to make, Susan, because it, it might seem obvious, but I think we have to sort of think about 
in Ireland particularly how that works because people think well we've got lots of renewables going onto the grid we have targets to get to 80 percent that's going to be you know predominantly an, a mix of onshore and offshore wind with some solar but we also have to live as one energy expert said to me we have to live in the reality we have at the moment and at the moment our energy system is still very much carbon intensive and carbon heavy and we have a lot of coal and oil back on the system due to our um, energy crisis situation so you have these growing energy needs you have you know like i said more coal on the system you have a lack of maybe more efficient gas coming on the system which would uh, help to level out emissions but it's not happening right now so that's an impact on the energy system itself the electricity grid the emissions there the data centers play into that but then there's also a factor that we're having bigger data centers coming out in Ireland now so there's higher energy needs and some of them are actually looking for planning permission to put um, essentially energy centers uh, run by gas on their own uh, sites to power themselves through gas um, and that seems to be a bit of a trend going now Airgrid actually told the data centers back in 2018 at a forum um, that we're going to need to build more gas stations to match the expected needs of the data centers. And you mentioned Airgrid there. Surely if the state authorities know about the energy and emissions potential of this industry, um, that there were efforts to control expansion? Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one because you look back, say we looked back ourselves maybe about a decade, um, and we could see that Airgrid had been warning since around 2013 that there was an increasing uh, demand from the data centers. It was an industry that was growing and the needs of energy were going to go up in tandem. It's also a question the industry itself has asked. You know, we, we have documents released to us from, from, from lobbying records and from submissions to different consultations where the industry says, well, you're telling us now we have to change the system, but you've known about our growth for, you know, more than half a decade. I think the issue is that when you look back at the documentation like we did, even though the impact was seen back as far as 2013-14, there was generally positive association with the industry in terms of the government policy at the time, but also that we had capacity within the system, or it was felt we would have the capacity in the energy system and the electricity market to deal with the growing demand. Um, and over the years, we've seen sort of these tweaks to connection policies, um, which, you know, have made some changes, but I think, as Patrick said, until a very recent change in policy that made it much more difficult to connect to the grid, it was still fairly easy to data centers to keep connecting. The emissions were going up, the energy needs going up, and now we've entered this energy crisis where we're not building out new plants to meet the demand. So we're entering the problems now. So I think, yeah, there's an argument to be made there to some extent that, that we could have foreseen this uh, a little bit sooner and maybe planned further ahead for these growing energy requirements. I find it interesting. Uh, we're talking about moratoriums and, as you said, kind of retrofitting almost the fact that this expansion, could we have foreseen it? But Patrick, something you've examined yourself is that, well, really, there was a state role here in a policy where this expansion was not accidental. It didn't happen organically. The state did play some role here. What, what have you discovered about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the state has played an enormous role in getting data centers here, um, as Niall mentioned back in 2013, you know, and arguably even before, you know, you can kind of see in the early 2000s, um, the idea of data centers start to kind of enter uh, some of these discussions that, for example, the IDA are having about, you know, potential growth areas. 
And this has to do with, uh, you know, the kind of background here is the transforming uh, digital economy, right? You know, the kind of migration from server rooms in, uh, you know, offices to kind of outsourced uh, cloud and storage solutions, as well as the growth of smart technologies and streaming, et cetera, that all happen in the 2000s. And we kind of see in the late noughties, um, data centers start to appear in Ireland, right? You know, you have Google, you have Amazon, you have AWS, you know, starting to uh, locate here. Um, and then in 2013, you know, is kind of when the first document uh, that we could find at least says that the state is quite aware of just how much this is about to raise energy consumption. But then after that point, there is all of these kind of policy documents and transformations in the ways in which, uh, you know, the kind of sowing of consent for the ways that uh, these data centers are going to be good for the economy, that this is good to have them here, you know, which is obviously related to Irish state strategies of bringing in foreign direct investment for decades at this point. Um, But with data centers in particular, uh, you know, this has been very, very successful. Lest we forget, you know, the data centers were quite a uh, quite a popular infrastructure for quite a while in Ireland. You know, you have the case of the data center in Athenry back, you know, from 2015 to 2018, when most of the people in that town actually wanted the data center to come there. And this shows the success of this idea that data centers are going to bring growth. Um, that the government was kind of uh, very, very much involved in, you know, various policy documents, um, you know, for example, their government statement on data centers as an enterprise strategy in 2018 is really, really clear about just how much they want to continue to attract data centers here. So, and this is in spite of these warnings exchanged between AirGrid and the CRU, uh, where the government said that data center development was still a key aspect in promoting Ireland as a digital economy hotspot in Europe. Um, yeah, so this has been uh, quite a uh, long-term and quite a successful project on the part of the state in partnership with these, uh, you know, kind of big tech companies that have been located here for quite a while. So the state can certainly take a lot of credit, if that's what they want to call it, for the data centre explosion here. But then the responsibility is obviously on the state to take some action now, Niall, and are they doing that at the moment? Yeah, I think uh, as Patrick sort of uh, mentioned briefly earlier, there is a new policy sort of um, emerging earlier this year. The government updated that that sort of um, that position that they had on data centers, that they're sort of reflecting the reality of the situation that that we can't really account for for all this energy needs and the the stress potentially causing on the grid. Um, they've accepted the new direction that the energy regulator, the CRU, gave last year, which basically said to to AirGrid and ESB networks, who would be you know connecting the data centers to the grid, that there has to be some level of curtailment, essentially, or that connections have to be along a new policy line, that they have to have a new backup on site, that they'd have to sort of ramp down their, their um, energy use at times of stress on the grid. And that's been in place for about a year now. And AirGrid have told us that it is having a real impact on, on new connections coming online. So, you know, in the last year, we have seen action when I think the realities of, of the energy crisis and the lights potentially going out this winter hit home among among politicians and, and regulators. Look, that all sounds good, Niall. But I know that you generally tell me there's going to be a hitch and I think this isn't going to be any different today, is it? 
No, not at all. I'm always the bearer of bad news for you, Susan, so I'm very sorry. But uh, the new state policy, you know, while it's limiting or the new regulator's um, direction, it, it's having an impact in terms of the new connections. But we're also seeing that uh, more data centers are going to the gas grid now or looking to go to the gas grid instead for either direct energy needs or for more backup generation. Gas Networks Ireland have seen an increase in applications to them. This is something that the regulator has said they've seen as well once they brought in that new direction that uh, there was a spike in requests going to Gas Network Ireland to see if they could to see if data centers could get connections. So that's that's one issue. You're also seeing at the same time as we have the the, the issues with the energy uh, crisis that some data centers are looking to, as I said, put gas networks on there or put energy centers on the same side as the data center. So essentially gas powering themselves. Um, and one example, just to give you an idea of the emissions that could come from those, there's one in place planning permission at the moment that if it goes ahead to power up its energy needs, it would have emissions that would equate to around 1% of current national emissions. And there's a couple more that are applying to get similar connections to build gas on their site. So good direction in some ways, but then there is a, another side to this as well with, with potential increase in the, in the need for gas to power up the centres. Now, can I ask why in the middle of then this crisis and, and maybe the difficulties that policies are hoping to put in the way of too much and unsustainable um, expansion, why would many still be applying for licences to connect? Yeah, it's it's definitely still an attractive environment in Ireland for all those reasons I mentioned earlier that we'd normally attract, you know, foreign direct investment. Um, there is still government, you know, are supportive of of the centre, despite, you know, the, the sort of updates to the policy, they are still fairly supportive. So long as the connections are, you know, true renewable power or that the, the data centers move more. So in fairness to the data centers, there are plans to move to more battery storage. There are, you know, solar also going in place. But at the moment, you know, that for the amount of energy needs, it'll only be able to meet a certain requirement. And I think this is why some are also looking at the gas grid now to either power directly or in combination with the grid. And I think despite the stresses at the moment, a long term trajectory like we are looking towards more interconnection. We are looking towards more offshore wind in the long term. So I think the data center operators will be looking at the, the long term potential there and maybe looking at the current situation as, as a bit of a blip on the radar from their perspective. Can I jump in there? Um, just to kind of add to what Niall was saying there, the, this, I, I completely agree that the, the industry very much sees these things as both an obstacle, but also an opportunity potentially, because one of the uh, one of the recommendations that the Commission for the Regulation of Utilities made that AirGrid then uh, took up is for these data centers to not only start to build their own own on-site power, which is going to be very very difficult because you know the scale of let's say a wind farm required to power even one of these facilities would be, you know, uh, roughly the size of you know, name a kind of uh, huge wind park, you know, out in rural Ireland somewhere, um, you know, that would probably barely power one of these large facilities. But what they're also seeing is that if they plan these data centers in the in these rural areas, then they will be able to create, uh, you know, let's say campuses or uh, less constrained areas of demand, right? So for example, Bordnamona is planning to build 
their energy parks in the Midlands as part of their just transition strategy. And they are seeing this as an opportunity to then attract data centers onto these sites where they're planning to build, you know, these kind of networks of renewable energy, battery storage, uh, solar farms, you know, like all within this kind of uh, loop of things that can then also power something like large energy users, as they call them, um, and by which they largely mean data centers. So this kind of, this is what we're seeing is potentially the beginnings of a transformation of the energy grid, partially to accommodate these uh, these increasing demands. Um, and again, we'll see to what degree this is successful. But as Niall is saying, I think that there is very much a sense that Ireland is still an attractive place to build data centers. And, you know, that's going to require some uh, some changes in the policy and the strategy by which both these companies uh, build the data centers here and, you know, the state kind of accommodates that. Right. So the solutions are hopefully on their way, but the demand is still much more prescient, which is creating the problem. And actually, to that point, Patrick, if we come to the really immediate concern, while, you know, we talk about a transition and how long that could take to maybe test whether these kind of both sites um, on the same site projects would work. If we look at even just the immediate concerns about power going out, not being enough, the backup generators that were mentioned um, there by Niall, there's a problem with those, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, Niall kind of mentioned there that, uh, you know, you can't take this model of having a backup generator on site and having that be your entire energy solution, you know, because the emissions are, you know, astronomical um, in, in that case, whether you're powering these generators by natural gas or you're powering them by diesel which is how um, most of them are currently powered. Um, so, you know, these facilities need to have tons and tons of backup energy generation in case the power goes out, you know, um, in case there's problems with this, with supply on the grid. Um, and as I said, this is diesel. So usually this is just used for if they need to test and make sure the system's still working or, you know, to kind of make sure that the full supply is available, for example. But the possibility this winter is very, very much, you know, there was just uh, this morning, there were reports that uh, there's potential amber alerts coming with the cold snap that's happening. Um, And what's going to happen is that large energy users like data centers are going to have their connections constrained in those cases, in which case the diesel generators come back on, right? And if you can think about the fact that these facilities are sometimes using the amount of the same amount of energy as a large Irish town, you can imagine, you know, the amount of energy that would then be required through backup diesel generators to keep that town running, right? So this is what we're seeing these data centers. So yeah, the emissions um, implications of having to use these backup generators is absolutely enormous, Um, you know, and this is, you know, even before, you know, these, uh, the energy shortages, you know, that we're seeing now, the Commission for the Regulation of Utilities said that there were very, very real possibilities that you know, um, with these, uh, with a future energy shortage that, um, you know, these diesel generators that these data centers are using, we're going to be uh, contributing to emissions in a really, really large, uh, really large way. Thanks, Patrick. Niall, how are you feeling about this uh, when you look at it all and all of the work you've been doing on this? Is there a silver lining or are you kind of braced for a winter is coming scenario? I think I'm ready for a bit of both, unfortunately. So it is a bit of you know, win- w- the coming winter and especially with, you know, the the weather we're experiencing here in, in, in early December. Um, 
there is a fear of those amber alerts potentially coming in. Long term, I suppose, the state, you know, they've made great progress in terms of pushing on with interconnector policies or interconnector plans to connect the energy markets uh, between the north and Ireland and another one, obviously, between France and Ireland. But they're 2026, 20, 27 before the earliest they can come online. The state has said that the CRU is working very hard at the moment uh, with AirGrid to get emergency uh, generators set up for the next number of winters. There's obviously the big push now to get more renewables on the grid, some progress with offshore. So I suppose long term, it's looking like the energy crisis side of things will improve. And therefore, you would hope that the data centers that are here at the moment would therefore be provided energy from renewables predominantly. Um, But again, sorry, Susan, as the normal bearer of bad news for this uh, podcast. It's not all potentially looking great if you look at the estimates. So we had documents for this project released to us under Freedom of Information from a a working group with the energy regulator, the grid provider, uh, and a few other state bodies where they said in a very recent um, working group meeting that we could see demand rising to a greater level from the data centers than we're currently seeking to mitigate through existing security of supply works. So all those plans that are in place at the moment in the short and medium term to relieve the energy crisis might not actually be enough if the build-out levels uh, and estimates of the energy needs of the data centres are met as uh, at the higher levels. That, that could still happen. So we just have to be realistic and, and live in the moment. And for the moment, we are still adding new energy demand that is going to require fossil fuel use on the grid as it's under stress and fortunately for the moment we just can't get around that. Well thanks to Niall and Patrick for joining me today. We've been driving Ireland towards a digital first economy for some time now but it's not without its cost as you've both outlined for me. We'll have to wait and see if regulator and state policies can take the heat out of the extra stress that data centres are adding to our domestic energy crisis especially this winter. You have been listening to this bonus episode of The Explainer, brought to you by Noteworthy.ie. It was produced by Nikki Ryan and Laura Byrne. If you want to learn more about our work at Noteworthy and how we source our stories from you, our readers and listeners, head to our site at Noteworthy.ie and sign up to our newsletter, which gives you an insider look at our latest investigations. You can do that by visiting Noteworthy.ie forward slash newsletter. Thanks for having us and we'll see you next time.